Leadership is a responsibility, not a position. Welcome to Leading from the Front with Dr. Gary McGrath, where experienced leaders share their own brand of leadership to help you develop and improve your own leadership capabilities. And now, here's your host, Dr. Gary. I'm Dr. Gary, making good bosses into great leaders with compassionate accountability. Welcome again to Leading from the Front, where leadership is a responsibility, not a position. Today's guest is the Chief Operating Officer of ACS Benefit Services and a native North Carolinian. She received her bachelor's degree in accounting from the University of North Carolina in Greensboro and joined ACS Benefit Services in 1987. She was promoted to Vice President of Administration in 1989, then Senior Vice President in 2015, and has held the position of Chief Operating Officer since 2016. She's a member of the Davidson County Civitan Club and very involved with community services, as is ACS Benefit Services. She's married to a wonderful, supportive husband, Chris, and is blessed to have a daughter, Katie, and a son, Matthew. Please welcome Beverly Proctor. Hi, Beverly. Hi, Dr. Gary. Thank you very much. And it's an honor to spend some time with you today. So you have an unusual career in today's day and age because you've been with this company since 1987 and gone up the ranks. Talk to us about how you got started in ACS. And was there ever a time when you wanted to leave? <laughs> Maybe another opportunity or something. What did, You don't have to answer that, but that's a long time. That's great. It's unusual. Sure. Well, I will say I like to keep things simple in life. So I graduated from college in 1987. I joined ACS in 1987 and I married my husband in 1987. And I am still with the same employer and still with the same husband. So there you (laughs) go with keeping things simple. (laughs) I love it. But sure, you know, when I graduated from college, I had that degree and I was so proud and had that wonderful piece of paper of my achievement in in college and was looking certainly for an opportunity of an employer to hire me and use my skills with them. I had many interviews, I will say, with larger employers in the area and ACS is located in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And the larger employers loved my degree, but wanted the experience that I did not have. So I actually went to a placement agency and I got on an interview with ACS through that agency. And ACS hired me as a temporary to permanent employee. So if they liked what I was doing and things worked out and I liked them, they would offer me a full-time permanent position. So after my four months as a temporary employee, ACS did offer me a full-time position, and I accepted with the intention, uh, as I told my husband, I'll stay there and work a year, get that experience that these larger employers want me to have in addition to my degree, and then I will move forward and advance throughout my career. So 33 years later, uh, I am still with ACS Benefit Services because they were that special, wonderful employer that has given me those opportunities and challenges throughout my career here. So it was not my intention to stay with ACS when, when I first joined. You know, I was very young, straight out of college, 
and, you know, had the bigger is better in, in a career, uh, you know, mentality. And when I joined ACS, there were 12 employees. It was a very small company, but very quickly I discovered that it was a unique employer situation where they really valued the employees and had a lot to offer for employees who had a lot to give to the company. So when you say that, you know, in a short period of time, you recognize that they valued the employees, what did they do that caused you to make that assessment of them? What, what was the feeling? What was, what did you see from the leadership that caused them to say, these people really care about the employees? Yeah. The leadership was very engaged with me. They had conversations with me. They were approachable. I could go, you know, and have any type of conversation, you know, with them, Uh, not just about work. You know, they also cared about me, you know, my family. And I would say the same to them. You know, I would go in and ask, you know, how are you doing today? How are the kids, the dogs, the pets? Uh, We would celebrate things that were happening in our coworkers' lives. And that just really was important to me. So it makes you feel like you're part of something beyond just getting work done, right? Correct. Um, I was not an employee ID number. You know, I was Beverly Proctor who was coming in, working and contributing to ACS, and ACS recognized that. And like I say, this was from the CEO everyone in the company. It it was just a great, and we still call it today, we are a family here. Hmm. And that's, that's a lot of value. Can you think back and remember any specific situation that occurred to you in that first year that kind of made you realize that this was the company you wanted to stay with instead of going with the bigger company because of the way you were treated? Was there a specific event that occurred that you were wow, you know, these people really do care. Or was it just the daily interaction, the conversations? I mean, did you ever have an argument with the CEO and, and he actually listened or gave an opinion and they used it? I mean, do you, when you think back, is there anything that, that strikes you about that time? I wouldn't say an argument with the CEO, but you were allowed to not always agree mm-hmm. uh, with, with the leadership of the company. And again, it was, even though you didn't agree, and I will say that is still the same today, we don't always agree. I don't always agree with the CEO. I have employees that don't always agree with with me. Uh, And I think that's how it should be. That's very important and critical to a successful business. And so it was just always that comfortable feeling that I could go and disagree with someone, but it was very professional. It was very respectful. And then at the end of the day, the decisions or the business plans were made and the family, the team supported whatever decision was made and we moved forward and we were very successful with whatever the decisions. Now, were all the decisions always 100% right? No, They're never going to be, but you still knew that the decision that was made had the best intentions for the company. 
Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say, though, is with during these disagreements, these conversations is to feel comfortable and respected and safe to speak up. Yes, and absolutely. Not just that, but to be heard. You, you know, you felt like you were actually being heard with your perspective, even if it was a disagreement. Is that a fair statement? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you progressed through this company as vice president, senior vice president, and chief operating officer. I'm going to assume that for all those years, there was a lot of responsibilities and shifts and changes in your role, number of people, the, the growth in the company. You said uh, there were 12 employees in 1987. How many employees do you have today? A little over 90 employees. Over 90. And so, we've got two more positions we're, we're hiring for. So. Right. So that, that growth, a lot of change. <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. So what do you see it's different from going from like 10 or 12 people to 90 to 100 people in terms of leadership now being at, at the executive level and where you've come through the ranks? What's different about your role today versus what it was when you were running a department like 10 years ago as a vice president? Uh, the difference, certainly it was a, a big change from being a vice president, senior vice president to chief operating officer. And that difference is now I am working with those officers, vice presidents, senior vice presidents, directors, engaging in conversation with them and deciding our business plan for this year, three years, five years, 10 years. Prior to that, um, I really didn't have a lot of technical understanding of how the decisions were being made. I would meet with you know my manager and they would come in and say, here's the business decision. Here's our projects. Here's our tasks that we need to get, you know, achieve. And now I am, you know, going and having those conversations. But I think one of the biggest changes that I've tried to make is bringing in those officers and employees much earlier on in the discussion of what our business tasks and plans are going to be and getting more engagement from them earlier. Mm. So that was a big difference for me being a, a vice president to moving to chief operating officer. And I think that because I had been with the company so long and I recognized that, that it was very important for me to bring in more people and more officers in the discussions, in the vetting vendors, in the brainstorming. And so I would say that is one, I think, big difference in being the vice president, senior vice president to chief operating officer. Yeah, but what I'm also hearing is a shift in the way you go about establishing that strategic direction and connecting the execution to that instead of it being kind of a top-down statement, it's more of a collaborative involvement with the other executives in the company, the other senior vice presidents and vice presidents and directors, and maybe even other people that that have import. And and by Correct. bringing people together in that, as the principle that I've always talked about for three decades is no involvement, no commitment. If you don't involve people in the process of making some of those decisions, then what you're asking people to do is to execute without an understanding of the why. Right. Absolutely. And you're not going to get the strongest, best results, in my opinion, if you're not doing that. 
They need Wait, to. Are you saying the two heads are better than one? Is that what you're saying? Is it? Uh, can I say more than two? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Many heads, many ideas, many conversations is a, a whole lot better than being in, a, you know, a silo or behind closed doors with, you know, one or two people. And that is wait, very. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going I'm to be the devil's advocate because I know there's people out there thinking, oh, wait a minute. If you're going to get all this input, isn't that going to slow you down? Uh, I think it's important to take that little bit of extra time in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, before the decision is made than making a decision with little input from others and then trying to achieve the best results once you go out to the team when you're just explaining what result you're looking for. Again, if they know in the beginning what the goal is, what the task is, and why we want this goal, why we have this task, then you are going to get very excited, engaged people. At least that has been my experience with ACS. Our employees here, we are very passionate about what we do. We are very excited and proud of the job that we do every day. Again, we're not perfect. And I will say we learn tremendous lessons and growth when a mistake is made because at ACS, it's not about a mistake was made. It's about learning and understanding why and how that mistake occurred. And then what can we do in the future to eliminate that from occurring again? And that's where a lot of growth, a lot of opportunity comes. And that's every single employee at ACS Benefit Service. That's not just the responsibility of the chief operating officer or the chief executive officer. It is every single person here at ACS. And again, yeah, so, that excites me. Yeah. And it, because you're, you're coming in as a temp. This is how we start. Right? You're coming in as a yes. temp. And, and just, just a, on a side to that, as I was thinking about that, I've never worked as a temp that I had to prove myself over a three or four month period, wondering whether I'm going to get the job or not. And did you feel pressure because of that back then? Or was it just, you know, you were good and you weren't worried about it? I knew if I came in and did my best that the result would be what the result was going to be. I will say that at the same time, there was another temp that was hired in the same department I was. So, yes, there was, hey, you know, are they going to hire both of us because kind of, again, very small company. The word was they were only going to keep one employee, but it, that didn't change what I did or, or who I was. I just came in and did my best, was there, you know, and the result is they did ask me to stay. I did accept and stay. And along the way, as you've stated, there were many opportunities Uh, many additional responsibilities that were uh, offered to me and that, you know, I did accept and that led to, you know, where I am today. Yeah. And I think there's another part to this that's fascinating as you explain your story is that through all of these positions in this long-term employment, you've seen a culture at at a principal level that involves the employees at some level. It listens and it's safe. And what you've done in this position is expand on that culture 
to expand it beyond just the executive level, but to be to expand it into the entire organization so that everybody feels that safety to be able to speak up, to be able to discuss and sometimes argue over a position or a perspective and and then make decisions with people being involved and really understanding the why, which creates a very, very, as you said, a very engaged and passionate culture of people. And it really, when we talk about leadership, it's all about people. Absolutely. And you've, I, I think you've expanded the perspective of the culture over the years, because like you said, we would just hear the decisions when I was a vice president and you'd execute, you do the best you can. You waited to get the opportunity to be in that senior level position. And now you're expanding that level of engagement with the employees by the approach and the leadership that you're demonstrating with those people. That's kind of cool. It is cool. Um, And and I think that it's very unique of an employer. Uh, Unfortunately, I think there's a lot of employers that do not have that type of philosophy. And again, that is one of the reasons why I have stayed at ACS so long is that value of me as a person, um, the value of I do have a word, they will listen. Now, again, they don't always agree, but at the end of the day, we come together, we are a team. And again, I I can't say it enough, we really are a family here. And we, we say that all the time here. And the community outreach that ACS also does is part of showing that, you know, we are a family and we are engaged in the community here. And that has always been something ACS has displayed. Is your community engagement something you do as a whole with with the company that or are just is that just part of the culture where people are expected to be involved in the community? It's both. So it's whole as as a a company. And then it is also uh, a lot of individuals here that do other uh, community outreach type things. Uh, Now, COVID certainly changed that last year. So we've had to be a little bit more creative, but we're still staying very, you know, engaged with the community. How are you doing that? Uh, Well, a lot of the community things now are virtual. Uh, I am a member of the Davidson County Civitan organization. And instead of going and physically meeting face-to-face, we now do Zoom virtual meetings. But we still have our meetings. We still have our fundraisers. Things that ACS did in the past, like go to schools and read books to children and things like that. Of course, we're not allowed to do that. But you can still send donations to organizations. Um, And there's still ways to do, you know, food drives and and getting the cans, you know, to those types. So you you had to change it and and make sure that you're practicing, you know, the safe distance and the mask and all of that. I saw something on LinkedIn the other day that was just absolutely beautiful from the Winston-Salem Symphony. And that is something that we are involved with. And again, they had a, a musical presentation out on LinkedIn. So everyone has gotten very creative, but you still can stay very, very involved. Yeah, good. I I, I love it. And I have several clients that I work with that uh, do this. And in fact, I donate my time to a, uh, a nonprofit every year, every couple of years. I've been working with the Broward County Habitat for Humanity for a couple of years now, 
working with Nancy Robin, who was actually a podcast guest of mine early on, earlier in uh, 2020. And she's just a remarkable leader who has taken that organization from building four houses a year to building over 20 houses a year. And these, these are houses that end up people buy within their means that wouldn't be able to buy a house otherwise. I, I love Habitat for Humanity. That's great. That's awesome. And I think being part of the community creates a different feeling within a company, don't you? I mean, doesn't it, 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 it a different, an, an additional purpose? It gets people outside their own head and, yes. and into their heart, right? So, and, and a different way of engagement. Um, because, you know, when you're at work, yes, we are here for a job. And that is very important to us. But it's also more than that. We work hard, but we really enjoy what we do here. We have a good time. We we laugh. We used to have a lot of uh, employee lunches and celebration about, you know, what ACS had achieved during a time frame. And again, that engagement also of the community and we would share because different departments here would, you know, adopt nursing home people and uh, adopt pets and whatever their passion was, you know, whether it was reading, music, you know, animals, um, elderly, special needs. And yeah, it was great to hear all of that. And then you could look around and just see, you know, all your coworkers smiling and, and the enjoyment and how they, and I really do think not only just with me, all employees really appreciate having that opportunity through their employer. And again, I think a lot of employers do that, maybe more at a, higher corporate level you hear about but you know when you see people here and and they're posting signs about they're collecting coats for the kids they're doing a food drive we do very connected with the ronald mcdonald house here in winston-salem and things that they're collecting for for that it just um you know warm hearts warm hearts happy people engaged people what a life. What a dream. I, mean, I, I, I just think ACS is such a unique employer. And and therefore, why you've been there for almost 34 years now, right? Correct. And, you know, when you when you think about and we I mentioned this before about getting out of our head and in our heart. If during this pandemic, people are struggling and I've mentioned this before, stress is based on things being uncontrollable, unpredictable and sustainable. And that's what this virus is. It's, you know, we, there's certain things that we can control, but if you're feeling bad, go do something for somebody else. Yes. Just any little thing go do. I was, uh, you know, you, you see more people that are, that are homeless and I was given this idea and I'm going to be going, I've got it on my schedule to put this together. These little, little bags of, uh, things that people might need a toothbrush, toothpaste, you know, a few other, you know, household items that, you know, people that are homeless, they don't have, right. or you know, they're just struggling to try to survive. And I, somebody gave me this idea. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that. You know, so it's just being able to be kind, be uh-huh. civil, yeah. and to give back a little bit so that we can help each other get through all this. So I, I love it. I love what your company is doing and, and appreciate that. So I'm going to ask you my last question that I always ask. 
And my last question is this, Beverly, if you could write Beverly a letter and send it back to yourself, let's say 33 years when you had this idea that you wanted to work for a big company and you weren't even quite starting with ACS yet, but if you could write yourself a letter of advice, what would that letter say? Wow, great question. That letter would say, Beverly, do not underestimate the value of the knowledge that you do have and be willing to share that knowledge with others. Hmm. So even, even in the environment that you were in with ACS, did you learn to share that knowledge because of the culture that you're in, because it allowed you to, but you didn't feel that you had that value to add when you were younger? Absolutely. I think when you come in a new job, at least for, for me, again, I was straight out of college and I had had, you know, part-time jobs working through college and, you know, my whole life since probably about 13, I've been working babysitting, cleaning houses, all, you know, all these other things. But coming in to a new job and you're that new employee for myself, I think that I can look back now and say, yes, there were times that I, I did question, you know, well, what could I add to this conversation or, or to this decision or discussion? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is where ACS showed me and the leadership of ACS showed me that everyone has something to offer to every conversation. And not to be concerned that, well, I've only been here a week. I need to keep my mouth shut and not say a thing. Because one of the really exciting things is to see new employees come in here. And they have those conversations with us. And they say, well, why do you do it this way? And then we step back for a moment and say, you know what? Great question. Because, um, <laughs> let's talk about that. And they'll say, well, you know, I just, you know. They either have a, a new, you know, technology or, the, you know, they ha- have you tried this or thought about that. And I love that. Yeah. Um, that's what it's all about. So that is so important. I don't care how long you have been, uh, you know, on a job. Have those conversations. Share those ideas. Ask those whys. Have you thought about what if? Yeah, they do usually make a difference. Yeah. So one of the things that I've done with new employees when I was in the corporate world is I would always tell them, if you have some ideas and you're not sure who to talk to, talk to me one on one. Don't say in a meeting because you might insult people without the opportunity to ever get the opportunity to explain what you're thinking. So just talk to me. And in the first 60 days, I want you to write everything down. And at the end of that 60 days, Come into me. We're going to go through that entire list. And and to your point, it's it's that new perspective can ask you questions, embarrassing questions sometimes. <laughs> Why do you do it this way? Uh, because. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's been so long since we had a reason. We can't remember what the reason is anymore. So that's really awesome. And I, I think I have the uh, the name of our podcast now, and it's going to be called Share Your Value. That's what I heard you say. Share your value, share your opinion, share your thoughts in an appropriate way, but to share your value. And if we do that, um, then we can add value to our value and feel like we're part of the team, the organization, 
and everything. So that's great. Well, Beverly, thanks so much for being our guest today on Leading from the Front. Uh, really appreciate your time and your insights and your wisdom and uh, keep up the good work at uh, ACS Benefit Services. Well, thank you very much. I have enjoyed having this opportunity to share knowledge and thank you for your time. It has been wonderful. So just in a final count, what does ACS Benefit Services do? ACS Benefits Services is a third-party administrator. As I said earlier, we are in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So we administer self-funded health care plans for businesses. Uh, we do the, the traditional, what we call the PPO plans. We also do reference-based pricing health plans. We have flexible spending account, health reimbursement accounts, health savings accounts, self-funded dental plans, life plans, short-term disability plans, a unique outstanding dialysis plus program. So I could go on and on and on about the value of self-funded and third-party administrators, but I can tell you ACS strives to be the premier third-party administrator TPA in the industry. Well, for, for those people in the health insurance business and knowing what is happening in this country with health insurance, self-funding is becoming more and more an option. And uh, I'm sure that your your clients appreciate the help that they get from you in order to be able to administer that. That's terrific. Thank yes. You. And anyone interested in self-funded, please reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn. Would love to have a conversation with you. And we will put your contact information in the show notes. So we'll make sure they have a way to get a hold of you. Thank you, Beverly, for being our guest today. Thank you very much. I'm Dr. Gary, making good bosses into great leaders with compassionate accountability. Thank you again for listening to Leading from the Front, where leadership is a responsibility, not a position. Take care, be well, and be great. Thanks for being with us on Leading from the Front with Dr. Gary McGrath. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about the work Dr. Gary is doing, visit statarius.com, S-T-A-T-A-R-I-U-S dot com. Music for Leading from the Front is provided by Peter Katz. For more of his music, visit peterkatz.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.